0: All right, this is a mini-cast episode of Tamarindo, sort of current events because of something that happened recently in the news. So um, we wanted to check in with you guys and do this short episode to just talk about an issue that I know has come up in many communities. So um, to join us and give us some background on a recent incident of a um, police altercation with a minor in the city of Anaheim, I've got a reporter from the OC Weekly. So if you can tell me your, your name and, and who you are, what you do.
1: Hi, my name is Gabriel San Roman. I am a staff writer for OC Weekly, and I cover police issues in Anaheim, among a great many other things. And uh, in podcast land, I also produce uh, O.C. Speakly, which is the O.C. Weekly's cleverly, la- cleverly named podcast.
0: That is so cool. That's right. I did recently see that you all started a podcast. How amazing. Well, welcome to the podcast world. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so just for, for background purposes, can you describe um, what happened in Anaheim yesterday on, um, what is this, the 22nd?
1: Well, the 22nd was a response to what happened Monday afternoon.
0: Okay.
1: Monday afternoon, a group of about 17 or so kids were walking home from school in a neighborhood that's close to both a high school and a junior high school. So what we can gather from the videotape that's gone viral from a smartphone is that the kids claim that uh, this man uh, came out of his house and uh, called the young girl a cunt. And I say that for full effect because uh, she was on his property walking home. I mean, I don't know, 17 kids, they're probably going to be out in the street or, you know, stepping on some sidewalk grass. You really can't have them single file down the sidewalk, you know? Um, and the... uh Kid in the video at the center of all this, Christian uh, Dorsha, was uh, in, in his line of defense saying, You shouldn't call her that. He stood up for his acquaintance. Um, this is all before the video begins. And when the video begins, um, or there's two videos, uh, this uh, individual who was an off duty LAPD officer. Uh, has his backpack and has him by the neck, and uh, basically keeps uh, grabbing a hold of him. And it's it's something that uh, takes place far a few houses down from where he actually lives. So we don't know how it got to that particular point. And the kid said, "You know, I didn't say that." When the cop said, "I have you because you said you threatened me that you were going to shoot me." And uh, when I spoke to Christian's dad, Johnny, who lives in Arizona, uh, what he knows from talking to his son and to his son's mother is that the kid uh, claims that he said, I'm going to sue you. So you have a little bit of, um, you know, difference in what the kid's saying versus what the off-duty LAPD officer's saying. And, um, you know, that's a very important thing. Uh, And of course, as people see in the video, it reaches a kind of dramatic, chaotic crescendo when the other kids, his friends, start to see that this guy is not letting go of this 13-year-old kid. And so they feel compelled to, a couple of them feel compelled to, uh, you know, get their friend free of that situation because they don't know how it's going to end, and um that's where we see one kid come in, and and give like a like a shoulder tackle push, and then the both of them go over the bushes, and then another kid uh, tries to get involved, slack like teenager, um, and then another punch is thrown but doesn't connect, and then nonchalantly the off-duty LAPD officer goes into his waistband, pulls out a gun, and then a fire you know fires once. And that's when everybody starts to scatter, and then the police come on scene.
0: Well, thank you for describing that, and I did have a chance to see the video, and um, you, could, you, you do hear a little bit of the young man, or you know, the 13-year-old child really, talking about, um, you're saying, no, I said I'm going to sue you, I'm going to sue you. And, and so, um, yeah, that's an interesting discrepancy in, in the story, and... Um, You know, I did have a chance before connecting with you to talk to uh, Monica, who was a member of the Law Enforcement Accountability Network. And she she raised that, you know, regardless of what the kid may or may not have said, um, it's really it seems like there was a lot of things that escalated the the incident where um, it almost makes it seem like the life of a 13 year old boy is less valuable than someone's lawn.
1: (laughs) It could have ended a lot more tragically. I don't it's hard to tell about, you know, everything about the gunshot. You just hear it, and it doesn't hit anybody. But I don't know where he shot or what his intent was when he pulled the trigger. That part's not clear to me. So we could at least have an open question about reckless dischar- uh, discharge of a firearm. But, um, you know, Christian, this 13-year-old kid, was uh, he spent about a good day at Orange County Juvenile Hall and they took all the kids, they took a good group of kids out there to the Anaheim Police Department uh, for questioning uh, in patrol cars. Uh, but they, you know, the press release that I got early Monday or late Monday night said that they did, the police didn't plan on arresting um, this uh, off-duty LAPD officer. Um, and, you know, this is a serious charge, the, the criminal threat charge, which is that I'm going to shoot you or whatever is that dispute here is a felony that we're talking about.
0: Now, um, have there been other examples like this where it, it's the outcome is that the victim is arrested versus law enforcement? Is this, is this pretty typical of, of um, what you've been covering in Anaheim when it comes to law enforcement?
1: Well, I think a lot of people are very upset about the way that this kid is, and I don't think a lot of them know that, you know, he could be charged with the felony if they, you know, think that there's enough evidence to uh, corroborate him saying, like, uh, oh, I'm going to shoot you versus I'm going to sue you. Um, And as far as him making that um, uh, claim, you know, uh, his dad's godmother is an attorney, so he might have felt Uh, emboldened to say, I'm going to sue you, you know? (laughs) And when he tells them uh, in another video earlier, um, he says, you know, my dad's a cop, my dad's a cop. He's referring correctly to a stepfather who is law enforcement. So that was like a de-escalation tactic that just didn't work on the off-duty LAPD officer. Um, But I think that when when I look at what has happened and where people's anger is, it's really about how nothing's happened to this off-duty LAPD officer for his actions. And, um, you know, it's an open, I think it's an open question about if his actions were criminal. And, um, but, you know, th- there's no rest. And what I can relate it to is back in February, there's something about February in Anaheim. In 2016, national, international headlines uh, focused on a KK rally that turned into a bloody melee And um, I reported on that, and there was a tremendous anger in the community and outside the community uh, that the Klansmen stabbed three people, uh, and the police, in conclusion of their investigations, found that he had acted in uh, self-defense, where at least in one of those instances there's this Green Party dude who um, basically tried to make some sort of citizen's arrest. The very thing that, you know... uh, you know, detaining someone in, in much more understandable circumstances, uh, you know, um, and then the Klansman turned around and stabbed him in the chest. And uh, the victim in that case was never charged with assault, so you have to ask yourself what was the Klansman defending himself from in that one particular stabbing. Mm-hmm. So I when I think about how this plays out, who gets arrested, who doesn't, um, and, and, and what happens and where the anger is in the community in Anaheim and surrounding communities, I mean that's what it most uh, that that's what most comes to mind um, most definitely.
0: Yeah, thank you. So it, it seems like um, tensions are quite high in in Anaheim.
1: Absolutely, I think that there is you know, and, and this is something that I've been covering for years. There's a you know a definite rage. There's a definite. Anger and it isn't being organized in a way uh, that it could be. Um, but Anaheim is angry. I mean, we have to look at you know the Klan melee uh, last February, this incident, and the protests—protests protests over police shootings—and uh, you know we think about this as July will bring us to the fifth anniversary of the Anaheim riots, which. Um, was, was the crescendo of that that anger and that rage, and it's it's still in there. I think um, I had the chance to talk to some neighbors this morning, and of course, you know, neighbors aren't going to be happy about protests, angry or otherwise, in their neighborhood, uh, but they were upset with, like, some of the vandalism, uh, but, you know, Mexican workers were there the next morning uh, cleaning it up so people can, you know, save their racism on that tip.
0: And that's in, in reference to um, the, the community yesterday because they're outraged that there hasn't been a charge getting together at the location where the altercation happened, right? And so there's several community members that got together there, and there was a little bit of um, – um, this is what you're referencing, right? The, yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. The, the following day uh, after the incident on uh, Tuesday night, February 22nd, um, there was about a couple hundred folks who protested. Not only in front of the cops' house, but also um, just out in the main street, and um, in talking to residents the day after, the morning after, like there is a skate park right there in the neighborhood. Uh, parks for youth is a good thing, and it is close to the school. But they, you know, they have kind of like NIMBY complaints about, you know, what people hanging out there are doing this and doing that, um, and I know that that's uh, commonly shared and this is a disney uh block uh, grant funded park i believe <laughs> where disney is trying to you know show that they do something in anaheim other than um, you know get these uh, subsidies and tax breaks uh in the resort area but yeah i think that um there is this like there's this, this definite feeling in the neighborhood that was negative towards the protesters and negative towards the park um and, and anaheim is structured in a way where you'll have residential neighborhoods that are middle class, or or whatnot, and they're not, and they're a stone's throw from, you know, high density, if you want to call it, overcrowded apartment complexes. So Anaheim's inequality is like really smashed together, and it's a very distinct thing. Even when outside journalists have come in here for certain stories, it's something that they note right away, um, and things happen. You know, when you have that close proximity between rich and poor, brown and white, uh, that exists, um, I think that this is illustrative of that, even if people, certain people are in denial about that. Um, you know, honestly, like, it is also a quintessential get-off-my-lawn kind of incident.
0: Literally, literally.
1: I mean, literally. And for homeowners, I just think that I think that it's you know that kind of sentiment um, is ridiculous. It's it's what I I would hope to be antiquated, but really isn't. Uh, but it is it is a quintessential get off my lawn scenario that played out pretty horribly. Uh, could have been worse, but you know uh, that that's what we're dealing with here. A lot of things.
0: Well, um, I, like I said earlier, I had a chance to talk to to Monica with the Law Enforcement Accountability Network. And um, I asked her, you know, what would she hope to see as an opportunity to um, resolve the incident? And she said she'd like to see a charge and arrest and maybe some facilitated dialogue between the, the officer and the, and the victim. Um, to try to just maybe grow from this, um, and and she was concerned that we're you know we're modeling that violence is okay, the, you know this uh, the adult in the situation was modeling that violence is a, an appropriate response to the incident that, you know as I shared earlier that grass is less valuable than, than a youth's life. Um, do do you think do you see, you think there's opportunity to um, to grow from this? Can Anaheim um, heal from this situation?
1: I think it's more salt in the moon, to be honest. And uh, since I referenced the 2012 Anaheim riots before, you know, five years later, um, that that anger uh, in the community is still there. It's a powder keg. And I think people look at the way that situations play out, how the Anaheim Police Department released that Klansman that I talked about from last year's Melee, uh, as having acted in self defense, so we can definitely cast a critical eye on one of his three stabbings is, is, is something that inflames temperament. Um, the shootings that sparked the protests is something that inflames temperament um, because, of course, you know, in the decades of police shootings and, and, and whatnot, um, you have the smallest of settlements in civil cases, and you have never had a situation where the Orange County District Attorney's Office. Uh, brings up charges uh, of, a, of a criminal nature, so we see this. Mm-hmm. We see this, and it happens continually, and it and it feeds, um, you know, it, it feeds the sentiment. So yeah, if there was a little bit more even-handed um, situation, the way that they handled it, if there was an even-handed approach to the situation where the um, off-duty LAPD officer was, you know, uh, arrested on the suspicion of or, be, you know, charged with anything by the OCDA, like, that changes attitudes because it shows a more even-handed justice system. Uh, but, but the, uh, you know, the Latino community doesn't get the chance to see that in Anaheim all too often. Uh, and that's where that... Um, alienated rage comes from and nothing I mean these are just like band-aids if they were to decline to press charges especially on the felony criminal threats against this 13 year old um, that would be welcome development you know if it's indeed you know if if uh if you said that I'm I'm gonna sue you you know that's if that's something that's that's found to be uh, very credible like yeah okay that's one thing and then also um, you know, it's, there's also a very, very large question of, of what I had mapped out before, how Anaheim is this, uh, you know, as, apart from the hills, you know, you have these, these the friction of inequalities uh, rubbing up against each other in close proximity. So it's a complicated thing, um, but I don't see that anger that I talk about dissipating anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, thank you so much for speaking to us. I, we we hope that the coverage that you've done um Gabriel um on uh, OC Weekly as well as some of the 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 visibility that this incident has had um nationally and other places will hopefully elevate uh, elevate some of these concerns and 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 I hope there's opportunity for healing. But um thank you so much.
1: I want to add ahead. one last thing sure. if I may. Yeah. Um, and, this, you know, this is uh, local politics stuff, but this is District 4, which is, you know, the Disneyland district that stretches out towards uh, Lower High School where, you know, people need a reference point. Gwen Stefani once went to school there in the 80s. Um, the <laughs> the councilwoman from this district is pretty reactionary, Lucille Kring, uh, and her council assistant, newly hired, is Stephen Chavez Lodge. A former Santa Ana police officer um, who uh, lost a federal uh, jury trial, and it was like a—I think it was a negotiated settlement upwards to close to three hundred thousand dollars for clubbing an Iranian immigrant. And uh, he's an individual who a Republican judge said told boldface lies. Wow! So in this, you know, and in Cring in so one this in a is- land is pretty much in a landslide. Mm-hmm. So. And those are her constituents.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty telling. Okay, well, um, thank you again. Like I said, I really appreciate um, you taking the time to talk to us, and um, hopefully, we'll check in in the in the future and see how it all go, um pans out. And so, folks can can find the OC Weekly. Where can they? What website can they re- read you if they're not local to the area?
1: Sure, you can find us on OCWeekly.com. You can find our podcast at OC Speakly. That's S P E A K L Y dot and then I'm on Twitter at G Sandroman S A N R O M A N two, uh, and yeah, get at me.
0: There's two of you, <laughs> so you're the second uh, one.
1: <laughs> if only you know,
0: I on myself sometimes. I bet. I bet. Well, thank you so much, Gabriel. This is great. I also want to let folks know that they can also learn about the Law Enforcement Accountability Network. At, um learn the number four change.org so learn the number four change.org and yeah thank you again this for tuning into this uh this brief mini cast and again we, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to talk to us and have a great day talk to you later
1: okay,
0: Gracias for the interview. okay. hasta luego bye Dos